Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited this week. I, I've i had, as everybody knows, like the most amazing guests week after week that have blown me away. And I've been really excited because I've been learning things. That was never the goal. Although I will say with a couple of the experts that I'd never met before, I was like, huh, how do I pick his brain? Anyway, uh, as I said, I've been having so much fun. We've been doing this for uh, half a year now almost, which is crazy how time flies. But today I kind of wanted to make this more about you in the season of holiday giving. And uh, everybody, it's obviously about you in general, given that, you know, we are finding ways to help you have it all. And as I said, me as well. But today I want it to be really blatantly answering your questions. So as many of you know, uh, I put out a thing on my Facebook page and Instagram suggesting that you send me questions and I will answer them. So I'm doing that today, but also please, 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 if you want, call in. Don't be shy. I know I've literally had about 100 people tell me um, over the weeks that they're like, the guests are so good, I don't want to interrupt them with, quote, my dumb question, which your questions are never done, dumb, they're awesome. And if I can't answer them, I want to know what they are because I want to bring someone on who can. So anyway, that's the subject of today. I'm going to jump into that. I honestly, I got like, I don't know, hundreds of questions. I'm going to get to as many as I possibly can. And at the end of the show, I am going to pick a winner to win my new cookbook that's coming out in March. For those who don't know, it's called You Can Have It. It's being published by the American Diabetes Association. But people seem to think that it's only for people living with diabetes. And trust me, it's not. It's an ultimate comfort food cookbook that will allow anybody to eat the foods they love and stay fit and be healthy. And if you happen to be living with diabetes, then it's perfect for you too, because it's that real food that you've wanted. So uh, just to give you a little update on my life before we jump into questions. So many of you know that I've been sharing here that I have recently become a foster mom, which is something that I've been waiting for for a while. Um, and honestly, it's been in my heart for like 10 years, but I just, I don't know, fear, 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 fear. Does anybody relate to fear? <laughs> I'm sure no one does, right? Um, seriously though, I wanted to take a minute to talk about that because honestly, I, as I said, I've had it in my heart forever to do it. Um, I always thought I'd have five kids. Things didn't work out. If you want to hear more about that, uh, a few episodes ago, I go solo and talk about why I finally broke down and decided to <sighs> acquire this precious angel. I get to call my daughter right now. Um, But basically, you know, I was so scared on so many levels. And as the time got closer, I got more and more scared. And to be honest, I'm one of those people who, you know, when I was afraid to do my first TV show, I just committed to doing it. And then, you know, you can't back out of it. You just have to figure it out. 
And so I went and I painted my nursery and I did all this stuff and told everyone I was doing it. And then, as I said, the fear started to set in and I was like, well, what if I don't really want to be a mom? And what if I, you know, I just thought I did and I'm going to hate it. And I'm so used to being selfish and all those things. And I mean, so far, honestly, it's the best decision I've ever made. But I have to tell you, like at my shower, a couple of people were like, wow, you're so brave. And I'm like, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> like, I don't want people to think I'm brave. I, I want people to be like, great idea, you know? So anyway, as I said, if there's something in your heart, just go for it. It'll work out. Like if you have so much passion for it, it truly, truly will work out. And yes, I need help. And yes, I'm exhausted. And yes, I probably am making no sense right now um, because I'm so tired, but I am having a heck of a lot of fun. And every night I take a little bit of time and like lay her on my chest and we watch, well, actually, I mean, she's kind of asleep. And um, if she's not asleep, I'm talking to her. But if she is, I just watch TV and it's like the most amazing she's like the best little snuggle buddy and I have so much fun and and um you know I don't miss dating for the first time in a long time I I would love to be in a relationship at some point but right now I just feel so full and so happy and and um with the exception of the fact that my hands are cracking do you guys have you has have people experienced this um I would love a recommendation for a moisturizer if anyone has one if you know the best moisturizer on the planet please let me know because because both my and my assistant are hands. Like I wash my hands a ton doing dishes and cooking and all of that, as I'm sure you can imagine. You add diaper changes and, you know, washing your hands every time before you touch a baby. And I swear my hands actually look like I was scratched by a cat. It's kind of crazy. So trying to figure that one out. But other than that, it's been perfect. She's amazing and awesome and perfect. Okay, so it's time to jump into your questions. I'm just going to go down the line the best I can as I'm seeing those and I'll uh I'll say who asked me the questions too and uh and we'll go through that and as I said if you want to call in remember you can the number is I don't have this number memorized and I should it's 866-472-5795 so again dial in if you want to ask a question live and I'd be happy to talk to you. Okay, so Denise Ryland, I'm a super picky eater, can't have dairy or eggs and lean toward vegetarian, but will eat some meat. Are there simple recipes for one in the book? There are simple recipes for one. I I do a lot of recipes in smaller portions because I I think that it's harder, or like it's easier to multiply recipes. I, I've had people be like, all the recipes are written for one or two in other books. And obviously if it's a casserole or something like that, that you can't make for one or two, you make a whole big thing. But if you're making a burger, like you just make four patties, four things of cheese, like I just think it's easier that way. So I apologize to anyone who doesn't. And if you want to call in and tell me why that's such a pain for you, I'm happy to. Um, but yeah, so this, this, um, simple and single, all of that I have covered. Now, in terms of dairy, eggs, and meat, this is a comfort food cookbook. Let's remember that. And I don't feel like a lot of people are doing comfort food cookbooks that are truly comfort foodie. And to be comfort foodie, most people require cheese or meat in, you know, at least a lot of your main entrees and things like that. So unfortunately, I can't say that this, if I'm being honest, is heavy in the vegetarian. I mean, there are vegetable dishes. There are a ton of yummy ones, but I do use a significant amount of yogurt. Like even I do a 
roasted carrots with a carrot top pesto and things because if you're not eating a lot of fat in the form of oil, you kind of need dairy to make the yummy, like the yogurts and things like that. So I apologize, um, but you can always uh, check it out and gift the book if you if there aren't enough or, you know, I can talk to you separately and we can figure that out. Um, okay, Kim Young Heilman, I believe. Um, I need help with breakfast. I don't like yogurt or oatmeal. What can I have that's easy, low-calorie filling and can be taken on the run? Okay, this one is a little bit tough, but have you tried any of the quinoa-type breakfasts? Instead of doing oatmeal, try some of the other grains that you can mix. People are doing them both savory and sweet. I'm not sure if it's that general idea that you don't like or it's just oats. But as I said, and then when you say you don't like oatmeal, have you tried to get creative with it? Um, There's just so many ways to do oatmeal that, again... uh, I'm not sure exactly what you don't love. Now, the flip side of that is there's plenty of options to do with protein. And I don't know if you saw, but we did a pile of green juices. I even did videos for them. Some have avocado in them, which are nice and filling. So if you want to get your greens in in the morning, that's a great way to do it. And then obviously protein shakes. We've even been doing like butternut squash with protein, with vanilla or unflavored protein powder in them. And believe it or not, they're so good for you. You can throw them in a blender in minutes. And if you want to make them the night before you can and then you can just re-blend them in the morning really quickly so you don't have to chop anything up or have all the stuff chopped up in a bag throw them in a blender and you've got delicious amazing recipes oh and then there are these protein pancakes now that I mean the problem is that I would want to eat um what do you call it? I would want to eat uh, a lot of syrup and butter on them, if I'm being honest. But uh, if you can eat those with something, even if you put, you know, some lean turkey bacon that's nitrate-free and things in them, chop it up, it could be really good, and it might be an option if you really, really don't like oatmeal at all. Um, I'm not a big yogurt for breakfast person either anyway, to be honest, but the oatmeal thing, I do. Well, actually, I don't. I make egg white. You know, you can do omelets the night before and heat them up, but also just, you know, re-envision what you think breakfast is maybe um there's no reason that you have to eat breakfast food for breakfast and to be honest like part of what helped me get healthier was you know how like you're really hungry at night and you come home and you're like oh I need a snack and that snack you pull out the bag of chips or pretzel I mean like even baked chips or you know a couple small I don't know nuts you you're gonna eat a handful of nuts and you feel like those are snack foods but how many times have you overeaten them to the point that you've eaten like 700 calories of chips or 700 calories of nuts? Come on, guys. I know I'm not alone in this. Somebody else has got to be thinking the same thing. Well, then I started realizing that if I came home from a party late and there wasn't a lot of good food there, and I so I didn't have a good dinner or a solid meal, it would be so much better to eat like a a smart one, like a, you know, nutritional, frozen nutritional meal than it was to start munching. And it's weird because even though those meals are 300, it took me a long time, or 300 calories, I should say. It took me a long time to get over the fact that it's better to eat that, even though it's a meal, than it is to eat 450 calories and what I knew I was going to eat snacking. So if you really don't like breakfast food, why eat breakfast? I mean, have a taco for breakfast. Have, you know, whatever you had left over for dinner. I honestly do that a lot. Um, if I make, 
like a lasagna or something, I will totally eat it for breakfast. So again, I mean, maybe if you really don't like breakfast food, like don't force it. Try to eat something else that's fun. Okay. Katie Trailer, how do you avoid all of the temptation of sweets around the holidays? I just avoid all parties, but would prefer to go and socialize. It's just so difficult to go and not have something sweet. Well, Katie, I love this one. Um, first of all, you, I mean, unless you are a person who is so triggered by sweets, like what if you just had one sweet thing? The thing that I like about parties is that you are socializing. So if you really focus on the socializing, like just stay away from the the food table. I find that if I stand at the food table and also if I'm hungry, you know, part of it is if you show up, like I talk about this all the time, but if you've eaten lunch, and then you go to the party and you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat anything sweet. But you're trying to fill yourself up. And, you know, at parties, the least expensive food is the heavy, carby, you know, quesadillas, things like that are super cheap to throw together. So that's what people do because that's what people can afford. And the shrimp and the, you know, chicken satay and things like that, they're a lot either more expensive or a lot more work. So we find ourselves, you know not really finding a lot of good savory things. So again, if I would go to the party, but I would eat like a giant salad before you go or some other vegetable dish, even take something with you maybe to the party if it's not a catered party. And then when you get to the party, like scope out everything and like decide before you get there that you're going to have one sweet thing. And then literally like stand well away from the table and, you know, middle to the end of the party, get your one sweet thing and, you know, make sure you're working out that day so that you can burn it off and do it guilt-free like truly truly enjoy it but honestly at parties as I said for me it's a lot more you know I'm you're going to see friends remember you're going to see friends and if you completely don't go to the parties are you going to be sitting home eating if the parties are that much trouble and I ask that because that's what I would do I would be lonely I would feel left out I'd be eating everything under the sun so just be careful that you're not trading one for another Okay, next we have Cheryl Widener Olson. What are your thoughts on high protein, very low carb diets? I worried about not getting enough fiber in my diet. Okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to remind everybody that I am not a doctor and I am not a dietitian. So, I mean, yes, I have a ton of studies in those things. And yes, I've helped tons of people lose weight, including myself. And I have strong opinions on these things, but I'm not a doctor. So I'm going to share my opinion. But remember, your doctor's opinion is more important than mine. And you should get that first. So very high protein or very low carb, I guess I don't know what you mean by very low carb, but it does kind of worry me if you're not getting enough fiber, because that means you're not even eating a lot of vegetables because vegetables obviously have fiber. So if you're eating a diet so high in protein that you are not getting fiber from vegetables, I'm scared for you, to be honest. Like that is terrible. One, you could throw your body into ketosis. Um, two, it's, first of all, I don't have enough. I personally don't have enough energy if I am not eating like even some carbs, like the quinoas and the sweet potatoes and, you know, those kind of really good for you carbs, but to be restricting so much that you don't even get vegetables is a real problem. So I would abandon that as quickly as possible. Um, also you run the risk of like tons of saturated fat, because if you're eating that much protein, like in what form are you eating it? Um, most meats, as you know, have a ton of saturated fat. Um, if you're eating chicken breast or shrimp, obviously that doesn't, but with shrimp, 
you know, you, there is a cholesterol potential issue if you're eating so much of it. So just be really careful about that. I mean, if it's an all fish diet otherwise, but then have you been tested for mercury? You know, if you overdo it with anything, you're pretty much setting yourself up for a problem. So so let's kind of rein that in a little bit. And, you know, people always think that I don't eat carbs. Like I eat a very balanced and we'll get to this in one of the other questions that I know is coming up, but I eat very balanced and I do have carbs and I, you know, yet no, I'm not a stick person. If you're trying to lose the last 10 pounds, like maybe you have to cut out the sugar like completely and maybe, you know, but I mean, come on, is that a fun life anyway? Like, what are you doing that for? And, um, I will share at this time that I got to, uh, be on a set with Samantha Harris um, one day who had survived cancer. And she was telling me how her body used to be about what it looked like and it became about what it could do for her. And I recently had another friend who had been attacked and she said the same thing. She's like, you know, I'm so glad that I am strong. And she literally just had someone break in and attack and she wound up getting away. And she's like, if I was the skinny 110 pound girl I was many years ago and not lifting weights and not doing all these things, I would be dead right now. So really, you know, try to focus on those kind of things like what can your body do for you and how how does it have the best energy um for me as I said I just find so much more happiness in having the occasional brownie and having the occasional like treat and you know having a lot of energy because I'm eating carbs than I do walking around like turning everything down Okay, Wendy Levy, how much sugar are you allowed in a day? What is the best thing to eat or drink if you crave something sweet? Okay, how much sugar are you allowed is a very individual thing. Obviously, if you have diabetes, you have a lot less sugar. So I'm going to leave that one to a doctor or dietitian also. Um, what is the best thing to eat or drink if you crave something sweet? That is a really good question. So for me... I always try when I'm eating, like when I'm craving something sweet out of like, you know, that hankering that you just won't go away, but I know it should. Like there's no reason I should be hungry. I have passion tea. Um, I am not a spokesperson for this at all, but do you, you know, the Tazo passion that they sell in um, Starbucks, you can buy that. I buy it online in bulk. Like I have it all day, every day, kind of, I mean, not a really all day, every day, but I, I do have a picture of it at all times. And I find it to be very sweet. Um, I sweeten it with Truvia, which I am a spokesperson for, um, mostly because I was using it so much to sweeten my tea. <laughs> um, but it's a stevia sweetener. And um, for those who don't know, Truvia, Truvia, um, people say it differently. But yeah, so I do that first. And I do that in hotel rooms when I'm, you know, you see the candy bar sitting on the mini bar. But a lot of times, like, as I said, either cold or hot, I can get away with that. I know it's like, whoa, what? But then there's other times that it doesn't. And then it's like, what can you have that you know will satisfy? You know, sometimes something really super sugary, you could eat like a whole bag of jelly beans before you feel anything at all. Um, for me, I'm a big chocolate girl. So I have my 50 calorie brownies in my freezer most of the time. And one of those is so rich and chocolatey that I get away with it. I also, in the new book coming out, I have a dark chocolate pudding that literally has like quark and cocoa powder and like a couple other ingredients. And it weirdly is super, super dark. And there's so little sugar in the do you know Ellie Quark it's E-L-I is it E-L-L-I or E-L-I oh my god I don't even know right now my mommy brain is a mess but 
It's Ellie Quark, and it's, um, as I said, so low in sugar. It's even lower than Greek yogurt. If you get the vanilla one, and um, and it's delicious. And so I try to put cocoa powder in a lot of things. Instead of, as I said, if you eat something, like, super high in sugar, you're just going to want more sugar. Um, I'm trying to think what else I really do because I am a sweet tooth. Like, every once in a while, I'll have a few chocolate chips um, that I'll suck on. And I also do um, the sugar-free hard candy sometimes. Like, if I'm at my computer and I'm working and I want something sweet, it's super annoying. Um, But I do it. So I'm going to go to break now. uh, And when I come back, I'm going to continue through your questions. Thanks so much. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, Look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers you are listening to have it all with devin alexander to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. listening to have it all with devin alexander to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 
or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. It is Season of Giving. I am giving answers to your questions. Um, I've gotten a ton via Facebook and Instagram and through my website, but feel free to call in with your pressing questions. I would love, love, love to have you join me. I know everybody says that they're shy to do it when I have a guest, which is why I'm doing this format, because I want to make sure that you, I mean, the guests, you know, they're so amazing. I get that you don't want to bug them with the questions um, that are a little bit off topic. But here we have it. We have the entire hour together. So please ask me your questions or I'll just keep doing the ones from online because I think these are great, great questions. And thank you to everyone who sent them. Okay, Charles Smith is up next. What is the best way to speed up my metabolism? Again, I have to remind you that I'm not a doctor or dietitian. For me, I think I've actually done it. Um, I used to think I had the slowest metabolism in the world. Um, but a few things. One, um, I stopped dieting. I think that when you go through these phases and um, like my whole life, I was like, you know, I'd go on a diet, then I'd binge, then I'd go on a diet and binge. Like when I actually lost weight, I just committed that I was never, ever, ever, ever going on a diet again. Yes, there's times where I make myself be a little more observant, but I know for me, the best way to trigger me overeating is to like start counting calories. Like to this day, it still happens. So one thing is to just, as I said, like level things out, like let your body know that it's always going to get food. It's never going to starve because you're putting it through something. Like you just eat a normal amount of food. Number two happened by accident. Well, not really by accident, but Many years ago, I um, when I was writing the Biggest Loser Dessert Cookbook, I hurt my back. And I was making, like, we were literally making, like, 400 desserts in six weeks that I had to taste each one of, of course, at the very least. And then, of course, I wanted more than a taste because some of them were so good. Um, and I went to this guru Hollywood person who did this thing called No Lipo Lipo. And it was this really hardcore massage that would actually bruise me. It was kind of brutal. But... Um, it seemingly, and in conjunction with that, I was supposed to be skin brushing and also drinking green tea. So now for those of you who have any heart conditions or anything, check with your doctor before doing the green tea thing. I, um, I drink about four green, four glasses of green tea in the morning from the very morning until around 3 p.m. And then I stop because otherwise I wouldn't sleep at night. But so I drink four glasses of green tea and skin brush. And I really think that the skin brushing is the key, key, key. I don't know if you've heard about it, but um, it, it, because the skin is your biggest body in your or the biggest organ in your body, um, by brushing it, you're detoxing. So not only do I get sick a lot less, literally, like I never got sick when I started that ever. Like I used to, when I was flying around all the time, um, be on planes and get sore throats all the time and I would get sick. And I swear, I like I went a 10 year stretch without getting sick. It was the craziest thing. And then once I had my car accident, I started getting sick again, but I also am not skin brushing as religiously. Hmm. Maybe I should go back to that. But I get these horse hair mitts and you start at the bottom of your feet. And if anybody wants, I can, you know, send you like actually what you do in much more detail. But you start at the bottom of your feet and you do 30 strokes and then the top of your feet and then go up your calves, your legs, your arms. um, And literally, 
I swear this has changed everything. Like my friends in their forties are like, Oh my God, when you hit 40, your metabolism will slow down. I'm 46. And while, yeah, I'm not off eating like tons of food. I do think that my metabolism is better than it ever was in the past, like 15 years or so since I started doing this. So I would strongly recommend that and the green tea. Oh, and the massage thing like that worked a little bit and it might've like reduced cellulite a little bit, but and compared to the skin brushing, because I couldn't afford to do it all the time and I didn't have the time and all of that. Um, so I stopped that and the rest of it just kept working. So I would definitely recommend people try that. Okay, Eliz- Elizabeth Liliana Hannipole. Uh, she's the biggest lizard contestant. Woohoo! I um, Okay, any tips on getting my toddler to eat veggies? She loves fruit, but veggies is tricky. Yes, I do. Um, I'm guessing that you could probably get her to drink green smoothie. Like, I don't believe in force feeding, really. I will tell you that um, I am working right now. I have a nanny. We call her our care leader in my office who is helping with my daughter, and she is amazing. And she said that you want to give a child something 10 times. Um, I know a lot of people say three times, but just put it in front of them like 10 times. And they might actually start to want to eat it. Um, If they're throwing it on the floor, hmm, that's a bummer. But um, in addition to that, to really get their veggies in, the best thing, I think, is to put them in smoothies. Um, You can get a lot of spinach in smoothies without them detecting it. I've done this with many kids, like even older kids who otherwise would detect it. Um, If you're doing like a blueberry smoothie or something. Um, You know, I'm going to, it's going to be really fascinating to me to see as I get to be you know, as my daughter grows to see what she's going to do, um, particularly because she's not my biology and because she obviously wasn't eating what I was eating. She's obviously not breastfed, um, all of that. And my sister and her husband eat, well, my, her husband is a vegan and my sister eats so, so clean. It's crazy. And their son literally will eat stuff that I won't eat, like black bean burgers that they're homemade. And they, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like he'll eat cold. I mean, I'll make meatballs and she won't even heat them up. He'll just scarf them down. Like he literally eats everything that's put in front of him. And I have a lot of friends who are trainers and their kids eat things. And I'm just curious if it's, you know, because the parents really, 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 really want them to eat those things and they have them in the house. I mean, like, that's all they have in the house. Like, little Quinn, my nephew, would starve, honestly, if he didn't eat everything because, like, that's all they have in their house. But again, like, I don't know. Is it because of the biology that was in my sister and that's all she eats? Or is it that it's just a freak of nature and he'll eat that way? So I will feel like I'm more of an expert in this in a couple of years when I see if my daughter will eat what's here or if I go out and buy her macaroni and cheese, which I hope I don't do. Um, I, I pretend that I'm absolutely not going to. But even, oh, um, Elizabeth, like we made a butternut squash um, smoothie the other day that I swear to you tasted like pumpkin pie. Um, even we served it at a tasting and they were like, seriously, this is butternut squash. It was literally raw butternut squash. Um, I know a lot of people cook butternut squash, but it was good even raw. Okay. 
Moving on. Deej Jordan. Who is your inspiration when it comes to cooking? Do you receive inspiration while creating recipes in the kitchen? Everyone is my inspiration, to be honest. Um, So my grandmother started as my inspiration. I started cooking with her literally when I was like four years old. And I've just loved it my whole life. I never planned it as a career and it just kind of happened. So, but that truly is like, I used to watch my grandmother forever and loved it. And I, and I played along with her. Um, In terms of inspiration now I seriously get it from everyone and everywhere and I know that sounds crazy but like for instance I have this um recipe called colorful coleslaw I believe in the most decadent diet ever and while I was working on that book I went to my friend Greg and Tracy's um Super Bowl party and they had this coleslaw that was so delicious but was clearly really heavily mayonnaise based but it had green onion and red onion, lots of parsley. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Like the two different onions together just gave it such an amazing flavor. So, you know, I always try things like that. Like I'll take a bite when they look interesting. And then if it's so delicious, like I thought it would be, I'll go home and I'll make my version of it. That's much better for me. Um, and so, as I said, when I'm out, like I read every word of menus. I, I mean, there's a restaurant in my town called Darren's. Um, the chef is amazing. His food is so good. And it, he has a peanut crusted salmon, which is like, huh, or chili peanut crusted salmon, I believe it is. And it's like, um, salmon with peanut butter on it and like a chili paste. And then it's got like breadcrumbs and it's really buttery and delicious. And to be honest, when I first heard that, like I ordered it because I'm like, really? Peanuts on salmon? But oh my God, it's so good. Like picture almost like a spicy satay sauce. And then as I said, he's got breadcrumbs and like butter is clearly poured over it. Poured over it. Well, I did a version in my restaurant that was like super delicious also. Definitely not as decadent, but super delicious. So it's it's things like that that, you know, it's like I'm not stealing a recipe. I never saw his recipe. But the notion of putting the peanuts with the chili um, was something that I, I was really curious by. And, and it was like so good that I'm like, I have to figure this out. But better for me. Okay, next, Karen Davidge. What are the best tips to give someone craving sweets after a meal? I think I kind of covered this. Um, again, I do my passion tea. There's also, I should have said, there's like pina colada teas. There's so many other like fruity teas that I think. And then there's also a lot of, um, you know, the stevia sweetened sodas now that I might recommend. You know, because if you drink like a whole glass of something, you're going to be a lot more full. And then, oh, the other thing I should have said was try... Um, roasting fruit have you ever done that like roasting it or grilling it even like a roasted watermelon taste I mean not roasted watermelon sorry grilled watermelon or roasted grapefruit um cut it in half roast it in your oven put a little cinnamon on it and a little bit of trivia and it's super delicious and it seriously can be so much sweeter um apples roasted are really good I do a lot of crumbles things like that and then again, if, if that's not doing it for you and you really need the chocolate, figure out a way like my dark chocolate pudding or something that's, you know, rich and chocolatey that doesn't have a ton of calories, which is what I always do. Okay. 
Krista Thibodeau, I believe, is how you say your name. I'm sorry if I'm messing up all these names. What are the top three things you can recommend eating when traveling that don't require a refrigeration? You know what? I always take a little container of tomatoes and salt and a little thing of salt with me. I know that sounds nutty, but I don't think a lot of people do it. But, you know, tomatoes, like just get one of those little cherry tomato canister or like um, the little clamshells of cherry tomatoes. And um, I eat those in my hotel room at night when I'm craving salty, so I don't eat chips and things. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure you don't want me to say bars because everybody says bars, but I, I take jerky also to crave sweets. Um, there's a lot more bars that are better for you these days um, that are either like the ones that are almost pure nuts or are just really, really clean. So, I mean, I always have those on hand just in case I get in the bind. Um, and then what else do I do? Oh, like string cheese can be non-refrigerated for like three hours. So that's a really good option. Like I'll get an apple and string cheese. I honestly always get a refrigerator in my room, in my hotel room. Um, because I just feel like it helps me so much. Um, I grab, you know, lean deli meat on the run. Um, but those are the big things. Like, as I said, the tomatoes are the only really unique one. Like carrot sticks are great too, because they don't need to be refrigerated. Like you can go most, most of a day with a little bag of carrot sticks. Um, oh, peanut butter crackers are another one. Like some of them are really, you know, like sugary and corn syrupy, but I grew up eating those. My mom used to carry them around and now there's brands that are much cleaner and they really do, you know, they get you a little protein. They're not so bad as a, you know, again, it's not something I eat every day, but if you're on the road and you really need something, I think that's a good option. Um, Heather, I'm so excited about your new book. Thank you. Are all the recipes broken down into calories, fiber, sugar, sodium, etc.? Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, I don't think I would ever do a book that didn't have them broken down. Um, I know a lot of people think differently about that. Some people think, um, you know, you don't want to count calories, which I agree with. But I do think knowing a general ballpark of something, especially when recipes are really decadent seeming is super important. And you know, it's really funny. I have this shrimp scramble in the book. It's like shrimp. It's a really big portion. It's shrimp with, um, egg whites and, you know, seasonings obviously and things. And we had a tasting the other day and one of the gentlemen was secretly, you know, we showed him the galley, which is the pre-copy of the book. And he was secretly putting the dish in my fitness pal thinking there's no way the nutrition was correct. And then he's like, oh my God, how is this so low calories? You're right. And I'm like, you're checking me? Um, and I mean, I, I invite people to check me. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was funny though, sitting in my kitchen that he was doing that. Okay. So on that note, we have one more break. I'm not getting very far on these questions, but um, hopefully these are good answers for you. Um so I'm going to go to break, and when I come back, I will continue. Ken Enneking is next with Best Approach to Portions, which I love, so make sure you stay tuned. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey everyone, so I am back in this season of giving and I am answering your questions. As I said, I have amazing guests every week and yet people don't want to ask questions because they're afraid of interrupting them. So I wanted to give you an opportunity, a platform to ask your questions and for me to answer them. So next up is Ken Enneking, and I'm, I'm fearing that I'm not going to get through all these because I literally got hundreds, but I will find ways to answer your questions. Um, I'm probably going to start doing them on Facebook Lives. Um, Ken Enneking, um, what is the best approach to portions? When I cook, I typically make too much, and because I eat too fast, I consume more than I need to be full. Ken, this is such a great question. I love this. So the most decadent diet breaks this down for you, but I'm going to do it right now. If you need a, um, if you need a way to, um, you know, really soak this in, um, then you can go read the intro to the book, which is on Amazon for free and it will break this down. But basically every meal I eat four ounces of lean protein, I eat as many vegetables as I want and I eat one carb. So that me and the one carb is about like, I don't count calories, but my protein is about four ounces. That's about the size of a deck of cards or like for guys, particularly about the size of the palm of your hand is good. If you're a smaller person, I like that better than a deck of cards, actually, because if you're a tiny person, like you shouldn't be eating the same as a larger person. So make your protein about the size of the palm of your hand. And then, um, as I said, the vegetables go crazy as long as you're not putting tons of garbage on them. And then the, the carb, like I either eat a cup of pasta, like I'm really into the protein pastas and the bean pastas these days. Um, so a full cup of that or, um, a half to a three quarter, the guys would be like three quarters of a cup to a cup of brown rice. For me, I eat like a half usually. Um, and then I throw it together with seasoning. So it's not like I always have that 
basis on my plate. But like even when I make enchiladas, it's four ounces of chicken and two tortillas because that's about 120 calories. And then I put, you know, all the sauces and seasonings and things. Um, And that's how I do it. And then, you know, when I go to a restaurant, like if I want the bread, like I won't get the wine. And if I want and this is on a regular basis. Um, But this is how I teach people to eat, because if that is your your checkpoint, like one, one and one, um, it's really easy to go anywhere, anytime and eat consistently without counting calories. Again, you want to be careful with the extras that you're not putting like a bucket of ketchup on something or that you're not, you know, putting four tablespoons of olive oil or something like that. But other than that, you're good. And like the same thing with, you know, if you're going to eat a sandwich, like I eat bread, you know, I love angelic bakehouse has these hundred calorie wraps that are so good and they're only hundred calories and they're not full of chemicals. Like a lot of those, you know, flat out type ones are really chemically. I don't eat those, but the, the wholesome ones, like get something that's hundred to 120 to 150 calories, you know, two slices of 70 calorie bread and then put four ounces of lean protein in them and then load it up with veggies. Like that's a meal you know and um and then as I said if you're out to dinner people eat the bread then they eat the potato then they eat the or the rice or whatever and then they eat if they have a glass of wine or three um and and dessert and all of that is overload 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 so just just have one carb and you'll be set and you won't have to worry about it and then when you're finished cooking if you make a casserole or something portion it out before you sit down literally put it in separate containers and eat slowly be and really savor it as you're eating it. Like really think about like, I'm enjoying this meal. Don't ever eat, eat dinner in front of the television. I'm single. I used to do that all the time. I used to eat dinner in front of my computer. Like you're not enjoying it. So don't, um, Gail Lindsay Lee, how can you cut your sugar cravings? Oh, if anybody has the answer to this, let me know. Um, Honestly, like, as I said, I just manage them. I I always have sugar cravings. Um, Although I will tell you, um, I do have an answer to this. So I find that when I'm not eating enough vegetables, my body really, really, really craves sugar. Um, And when I'm not sleeping enough. Although, weirdly, with this whole mommy diet, I'm losing weight. I'm not... um, I'm still craving sugar, but I'm not gaining weight because I really don't have time every time I sit down to eat. I mean, even I took her to a restaurant the other night and literally the second our food was about to come out, she got hungry. So I was feeding her instead of eating. Um, it was pretty funny, but, but, um, no, for, um, the best thing to do is have a green drink in the morning. I know some of them taste really disgusting, but if you've never tried my greens on the go juice from the biggest loser, quick and easy cookbook. And I'm happy to post it if anybody wants me to. Um, and we have green drinks that I've been putting on my website. So are on my Facebook page and on my blog. So go check those out. Um, but it makes a huge difference. Like I literally right now, because I am so busy, my assistant, I'm, I'm going to out myself. Like I'm so tired that my assistant is making my green juices. Like literally every day she comes in and she's like, can I make your green juice? And I'm like, yes, thank you. Because that way I know I'll get it. And when I do that in the morning, it really, really does stop all cravings because you have the vitamins and nutrients you need. And I'm not a person who loves veggies. I'm going to be honest. I never have. I spit them out when I was a kid. And so any resistance there is not good. But as I said, the green juices that I make, they don't taste, you don't have, they're not nose holders. The one kind of tastes like celery. So if you hate celery, you might want to swap something for that, but it's, it's not, they're not gnarly. I promise. And then these companies like vital proteins just sent me, I haven't tried them yet, but I love their collagen products. So they just sent me, um, like 
a green superfood thing, like mix. I'm sorry. I'm not speaking very well today, but, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of those powders and things. If you really can't stomach the actual vegetables that, that can work and check out vital protein. Cause I think it's a pretty good company. Um, I'm not a spokesperson for them. They did send me some free product, but, um, because I had spilled, I don't know if people saw that online. I'd spilled my college, all of my collagen powder on the floor as I was making my daughter's bottle. And I was so bummed about it that I posted. And then they're like, we can send you more. And I was like, thank you. Um, okay. This lady could get the eye of her. I don't know what that means. Okay. Mel Bar- Bartholo. Why am I so afraid to get, below 200 pounds. Oh my God, that is such a good question. And I want you to get the answer. I hope you're listening to the show because I think, you know what? I I don't know why you are, but I love that you asked that question because it means you are afraid. You absolutely are afraid and, or you don't feel worthy or something like that. But I will tell you that I helped someone lose 230 pounds. And every time he started really succeeding and feeling good he felt bad um he had lost his wife in a car accident um and he was the driver but he was not a drunk driver and so he would get to a certain point and he would feel like he didn't deserve to live was what what was it was like he didn't understand why he was still alive and she wasn't so I don't know if there's something that happened. I mean, I will tell you that most people I know who are morbidly obese or overweight, um, you know, really, really overweight have some trauma of some sort. For me, it was um, my uncle was killed and when I was a kid and my friend's parents were killed in a plane crash and I didn't deal with it right. I dealt with it by eating. So, um, and I mean, for me, it was never a guilt thing. It was just, uh, I loved food. I was wired for food. I had no willpower and that gave me comfort. So those things are amazing things to explore. You know, you can find a friend and, um, I mean, I would suggest a psychologist, honestly, I've gone to one. I had someone help me through my eating disorder. If you want, I can tell you who mine is. Um, he was amazing. Um, but, um, I needed that or, you know, Overeaters Anonymous could help you. Um, I went there too. I'm not ashamed to admit that I needed that help at a time. Um, I haven't done any of that in like 17 years. Um, but it can be really, really helpful. And you're right. If you're not getting below it, you may need a little bit more help. And yay, let's get it. Let's get it in 2018. Okay, Cheryl Paul, what is the rec- your recipe that you go to around the holidays when everyone is eating cheesecake? Oh my God, I have skinny mini cherry top cheesecakes in the book, The Most Decadent Diet Ever. And you could put peppermint candies on top of it. There's so many different things that you could put on top of them, but they're so delicious. Um, and they're way leaner. Um, they're, and people love them. They're not like a dense, dense cheesecake. Um, they're light and airy, but they're so good. Um, so try that. And if you want, um, I think they might be on my website. If you search my name and skinny mini cherry top cheesecakes, or just type like Devin Alexander and cherry tops, you'll probably find it. Cause I've done it on TV and things, but if you don't, um, blast me, like mention that on my Facebook page and we'll post it for you. Um, Okay, Debbie Carrillo Brown, what five things shelf-stable and or produce do you always have on hand? Oh, my goodness. Um, So many things. Um, I am a big egg white eater, so I always have that. I always have the um, ingredients for my green juices. Um, Right now, that is spinach, celery, parsley, um, and what else is it? Spinach, celery, parsley. And cucumber. So those are always in my refrigerator because I always want to be making them. Um, 
and uh, let's see. Um, what else do I have? I have. I seriously have so many things. I always have shrimp in my freezer because it's so super easy to defrost that. Um, if I get home and it's late and I didn't plan dinner, you can defrost shrimp in five minutes by soaking it in water. Um, I have these really yummy brown rice wrappers, brown rice paper wrappers, like, you know, the spring roll wrappers, they're brown rice. And so sometimes I'll take the shrimp, chop up whatever veggies I have and like make little, um, spring rolls. Um, I also always have tuna on hand. I get the really good stuff from Safe Catch. Do you know Safe Catch tuna? Um, they have so sent me product in the past. Um, I know they're a PR person, um, but I I've never um, I've never taken money from them. So I but I do think they're amazing. They um, test every bit of tuna to make sure the mercury is low so I feel comfortable eating it and that's always like all you know when things are going awry and I didn't have time to eat lunch like sometimes I literally just eat a can of tuna I put a little bit of olive oil some lemon juice some capers things like that in it every once in a while I'll use a little um low-fat mayo I mix that into my bean pasta Oh, I always have a bean pasta on hand these days too. Just, you know, options basically is the thing. Like what are those? I, I love when people pre-plan go-to things. Okay, so I am already running out of time here. I can't believe this. I will. I promise you I will be doing all of these on Facebook Lives. Um, my weekly workout right now, Kathy Pettyhouse, thank you for your question, um, is tennis. Um, I mostly play tennis um, obsessively. Like before... Uh, my jelly bean, my baby arrived. Um, I played, God, at least six to 10 hours a week. Um, over the summers, I played beach tennis six hours a weekend, if not more. Um, but also with my car accident, that's pretty much all I can do. Or I get on an elliptical every once in a while, but I hate it. Um, I used to run all the time. I used to do weights. I want to get back to strength training, but right now I do what's fun because I like it. Um, and anybody who's having trouble with motivation, I know that's one of the questions. Go find something fun. You're not motivated because you're torturing yourself. Stop torturing yourself. Find recipes you love. Find workouts you love. And if you think there aren't any, I promise you there are some. I promise you, it might take going with a friend. It might take going to a, like, pole dancing class. But go do it. Seriously. Like, it can be so much fun. For me, as I said, when I return to tennis, I'm like, oh, my God, why am I not doing this? And now I'm super bummed. Friday night, um, both of my uh, helpers are not free, and I don't think I'm going to be able to go play my tennis league, but, um, maybe I will, maybe I'll find someone. Um, but you know, I have to get back out there. Cause to be honest, like I've, I've lost five pounds, um, since jelly bean arrived. Um, so I'm giving my, I'm like cutting myself a, a huge break. I'm also running up and down the stairs a million times and I'm not sleeping much, which is also why I'm giving myself a huge break, but I, I haven't worked out really, um, except like once or twice. Um, and you know, that's okay for me right now. Like I'm not flipping out about it. And if I'd done that many years ago, I would have, but the other thing is I was going to be taking her on walks and with all the fires in Los Angeles, it's not safe to be out in the normal air. Um, so it's kind of curbing things. Okay. I have two minutes left. Um, 
I, oh God, I mean, I think the motivation question that I just covered is one of the most important. And now I'm being told I have like one minute left. So I'm just going to do the next question. Jeff Conkin, what are some key ways to cut fat without giving up what you love to eat? Oh my God, I do that all the time. Um, I think the lighter cheeses, you know, some of them are gross, absolutely, positively disgusting. Um, I love Cabot's 75% light cheddar. Again, I'm not a spokesperson for them. They send me cheese, but I, so I've gotten free product, but I, I get it cause I ask for it cause that's the only cheese I can use and they don't really sell it near me. Um, I love that. Um, what other brands Sargento has some good ones that are lighter. Um, I was their spokesperson at one point, but I'm not, I haven't been for years. Um, who else cheese? Oh, you know what? Lucerne brand, which is the Vons brand or pavilions or Safeway or whatever. Um, they have one that's pretty good. That's lean. And I use that. Oh, and Trader Joe's has one too. Um, so like that's one of the ways. And then I use leaner cuts and I just cook them properly. I make sure that I always make my pans nice and hot and sear the meat so that they're not tough. Cut them in thin slices against a diagonal. And you know what? I'm just going to take this opportunity to tell you. So when the book comes out, I'm going to have a whole video series of these cooking tips of like how to really cook and cut meat right. Because... I don't think people are doing that. And if you're mostly because even when we were doing the food photos for the book, like the food stylists weren't necessarily following how they were supposed to cut them. And I'm like, guys, you're showing people like to using the wrong knife and not cutting them on a diagonal and things like that. And showing you those things is just negative reinforcement of like, you know, things aren't going to taste good. They're just they're not going to taste as good that way. It's going to be tougher. You're going to think the lean meats don't taste as good um, when they do, and they can. So a lot of it is that, honestly. Um, I mean, I, uh, yeah, it really is. It's it's the techniques. So if you're struggling, like, ask your friends what their favorite recipe, like, their favorite healthy recipes are, and try those. Um, I would love to say try all of my recipes. I mean, I will admit some of mine are better than others. Um, if you want to know what I think, if you hate healthy food, like what you think I should or what I think you should try, um, I can tell you that too. Keep asking the questions. Um, the one thing I will say is I don't like cooked spinach for the most part. I mean, I can eat it. I can choke it down, but I don't really like it. But I make things with spinach in it cooked that I really do like. And it's weirdly because... Um, I squeeze the spinach out so much. You know what? Oh my God. We are out of time already. I can't believe it. Very quickly, the winner of, wait, very quickly. I have like 20 seconds left. The winner is, I'm picking from a hat here. Elizabeth Hannipole, you just won the book. Um, so I will be sending out the book. I will be answering many more questions on Facebook live. Thank you everybody so much for joining me. I hope you all have an amazingly happy holiday and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Make sure you join me. I'm going to have an incredible guest who's a sleep doctor. We all know that sleep is one of the reasons we overeat. So make sure to tune in. Have a great one, everyone. Thanks for listening to have it all. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again.